Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Steve Cummins, VP of Marketing at Airtame. Steve, it's great to have you on. Hi, Jeremy. Nice to be invited. Thank you. Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Tribal Knowledge Podcasting. We're a full-service B2B podcasting agency, and we help brands use podcasting as a fun and efficient way to have authentic conversations with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. You can learn more at tribknowledge.com. Okay, Steve, back to you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, about your background in marketing and about... Sure. So a, a little unusual. I actually started out as a chemical engineer and I did that for a few years and then I realized I was really more interested in the business side of things. So took me a few years. I moved through business development to product management, to product marketing, and then eventually to a, to a general marketing role. So I, I definitely think of myself as a as a general, a generalist marketer, I guess, rather than specifying it in anything. And, I, and I've always worked for tech companies. So that, that sort of brings the two things together. I, 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 you know, from the engineering background, I've always enjoyed the technical side of things. So, you know, I've worked for a number of, of companies from, from semiconductors to electrical components, software, IT, and currently I'm with Ed, which is in the AV field. And we actually make hybrid meetings easier for people. So we have some hybrid conferencing product that we've, or solution that we've just come out with, and a screen sharing solution, which is is the original product. Yeah, Airtame. It's a, it's a Danish company based in Copenhagen. Started up about eight years. But the problem we're really trying to solve now, particularly with our new product, if you think about walking into a conference room, nobody wants to be the person who who has to set up their laptop to run the conference call, whether it's a Zoom or, or Teams room. You don't want to be that person. You want somebody else to be doing it for you and you just do the calls. So we're trying to make those hybrid conference calls much easier. And I've been there just uh, just under a year and uh, we've got a lot of exciting things going on. Okay, very good. Thanks for that. So now I know that you're engaged in building a marketing team. So what's your strategy for finding people, finding the right people who are not only going to be good at marketing, but are, who are going to help you build the kind of culture that you want to create. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting challenge. So one of the things I do like doing is, is coming into a company and, and building a team and putting the processes in place. You know, cultures vary a huge amount. So, so one of my stops in my career was with Panasonic. So it was a Japanese company, very formal, very hierarchical. So the kind of person that thrives in that is not the kind of person necessarily that would work well in a in a much more flexible environment. So I think the first thing is making sure that, that you have somebody who fits sort of the obvious part of the culture. But the other thing that I think is really critical is what is the growth stage of the and and I I, I sort of look at it as though there's three main phases. You have the startup phase, which is very much roll your sleeves up, get stuff done, do whatever it takes to make it happen. Then there's the growth phase or the high growth phase where, okay, now you've got to start getting some processes in place. You've got to build a much more solid foundation. You're obviously really trying to t trying to build up that revenue engine. And then you get to the sustaining um, established phase. So different people thrive in different parts of that. And you have to understand where you are uh, in that process. So at Airtame, we're in the fast growth mode. So you're looking for people who, who've done it before. They know what they're doing. They want to come in, make a difference, make things happen. So I think finding that balance between do they do they fit the obvious culture, but do they also fit the the stage that you're coming into? And you know, most of that is just based on I, I think a lot of it comes down to attitude. So a lot of times when I'm interviewing people, 
it's not really so much about, you know, have you done this? Do you know how to do this specific marketing tactic? I'm really just trying to get into the attitude and how, how are they going to, how are they going to react? Because in a, in a growth phase, you don't know what's going to happen in the next six months. Right. So, so you've got to be very flexible and, and just willing to, to get stuck in. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the key roles that you need to hire for first? Yeah, so so obviously, very very rarely do you get the chance to come in and start from a blank slate. So part of it will depend on on who is in the team when you come into it. Airtime was interesting for me because it was a, it was a very small team. I had a product marketing manager and, and a web developer. But I would say in any organization, product marketing is probably the key because until you really understand the product and how people view your product, uh, it's tough to do anything else. So I would start with with really strong product marketing. Uh, the next part of it, particularly in the in the type of organization I tend to come into, is growth marketing. It, it comes under various names, right? It can be can be digital marketing, but but somebody who really knows how to drive the right people to the website and then get them to to actually go through the purchase cycle. And then once you've got that established, I would look at the content marketing. And and part of the reason I go in that order is as you go down, it, it's easier to fill that gap with either freelance or agency help. You know, mm. so so content you can certainly get some of that going with agency help, but over time you need to to bring it in house and really make it you know part of the discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So once you have those key roles in place. How do you start scaling up? Like, what's what's your strategy for you know going beyond sort of the basic core team? Yeah, I, you know, I think it actually it sort of relates back to the earlier question because I think a large part of that is to do with the people that you bring into into the team. Mm. So I'm generally looking for people who you're actually bringing in probably a little bit below where they are now, but it's somebody who's really interested in getting into that growth curve early and building something. So if you can bring people in who have done it before, but actually say, you know what, I'm really happy to take this first year, roll up my sleeves, build some of those foundational processes, get some stuff done. But then they also are able to sort of step back and think about the strategic side of things. You know, where do we need to be in a year? Where do we need to be in two years? What's the tech stack that we need to bring in because they've done it before. And then those are the people that can then effectively scale their own team. So when I said, you know, you need product marketing, you need a growth marketer. Ideally, you want somebody that is actually looking to be, hey, a year from now, I need to have a growth marketing team under me, or I need to have a content marketing team under me. And and that's really how you build it. If you've got the right people in the discipline, then you allow them to scale the organization, you know, sort of in parallel. Yeah. So as we all know, the search for talent has really changed. If anything, it's probably gotten more challenging, right? Workers sure. have different expectations, different demands. How has all that, inspired by the pandemic, how has all that kind of changed the way that you're thinking about finding the right people? Yeah, I, you're right. It, I think it does change. It changes the expectations, changes the skill set a, a little bit. It's always been nice if you've had people that can work independently. Now you really need to make sure that these are people that you can just say, you know, hey, here's Here's what we're trying to do now. Now let's get it done. I think another part that that had never been my strength until a few years ago is is putting the processes and the and the, the tools in place. So, you know, whether it's Asana or Jira or Monday or something along those lines, you you've got to have a good system that that brings everybody together. So the marketing team at Airtime now. So we have people in Copenhagen at our at our headquarters. We have an office here in New York. I'm actually in New Jersey, so you know I, I get into the New York office occasionally. We have somebody in Romania, 
So even if we were all back in the office, we would still be remote from each other. So, so you've got to have a, a good management tool like, like Jira, where everybody can see what's going on. You've got to have good communication between the team, whether it's stand-ups. And I think you've got to build trust between the teams. So one of the nice things about Ed, once a year, we fly everybody into Copenhagen to the head office for a week. It's called Summertime. And it's you know, some work experience, some team building, some strategy sessions but everybody gets to spend time no matter what their role is. So you really get to, to build, you know, some of those strong relationships, which then when you, mm. you get back to being in your, in your home office or, or, or wherever it may be, you have that basis for it. So yep, we'll, I think most of us like some level of remote working, hybrid working, working from home, whatever it may be, but you can't replace those strong bonds. And, and I think actually one of our executives here made a comment the other day, which I thought was really interesting. He said, the problem during the pandemic was people found it easier to leave to go to another company, not because they didn't like where they were, but they didn't have those bonds anymore. They didn't feel mm. like they were leaving friends. They were just leaving a job to go to another job. So I think it's really critical. Now we can start to travel again and we can be in offices again. You've got to find some ways to have that contact and for people to build those relationships because that's you know we spend a, a, a long time there you don't want to just be dealing with other people you want to be dealing with you know, colleagues and, and teammates yeah right great point it'll be really interesting to see in the years ahead how all that shakes out you know <laughs> probably we're not going back to everybody has to show up in person all the time people just don't seem to want that but at the same time, like you said, there people also crave connection. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. It, it it has been really interesting. We just we just opened a new office in in Manhattan, and it's an industrious workspace. We have you know our own suite of offices there. But it's been it's really been an eye opener when we do get people in the <clears> office <throat> together. The interaction that you get, you know, in some ways, I I think of myself, well, that that was a less productive day than when I'm at my home office, because you spend so much time talking to people. You're not actually yeah writing a document or whatever it may be. But the things that you get out of, you know, those ad hoc discussions and just that face-to-face, -face is it's really invaluable. Yeah, it's kind of hard to quantify that stuff maybe, but it in aggregate, it really adds up and just helps forms bond, bonds between yeah. people, right? It really does. Yeah. yeah, obviously. So, okay, a few quick questions here as we wrap up. What's been your focus so far in Q1? Yeah, so we, we have a really big product launch um, which is this new hybrid conferencing solution. So we did a teaser in January for it. Uh, we've now announced the product and then we're taking pre-orders at the end of this month. So from a marketing perspective, it's just been this, this sort of really hectic ramp up of getting the social content going, website, you know, everything there is to do with the product launch. So that's been a big focus for Q1. But at the same time, because most of the marketing team have been with us, you know, six months or less, we're still building the foundational processes and bringing in some of the the tool sets so we're trying to do the two things in parallel which makes life really interesting but yeah busy, busy q1 although you know i probably can't claim that q2 is going to be any different it'll it'll be different but it'll be busy with other things i'm sure indeed so next question what are the top three kpis that your boss focuses on Yes, it's something that I found really interesting when I joined Airtime. We work under this idea of a of a, a North Star KPI. So rather than, or not rather than, over and above the idea of, well, what's our revenue and, and look at all these individual numbers, we've defined the, this, this idea that we think really encapsulates, are we doing the right thing to grow the business? And, and it won't mean much to anybody who doesn't know the business, but, but it's this thing called, 
how many active users on the Airtame cloud. And the idea being, it's not how many products are we selling on, how many subscriptions do we have, but it's how many people are actively using the product every month. The theory being that if we get more people using it every month, your churn rate goes down, and clearly we have a product that people want to use and want to continue buying. So we sort of use that as the as the top level. And then we get into the regular things. ARR, annual recurring revenue is is big for us. We're we're sort of pivoting into be more of a subscription based service. So that's sort of the one big number that we like. and then the the other area that, that I'm really sort of championing with with the help of, of folks on the team is looking at marketing qualified leads, converting to sales qualified leads, and then trying to link it through to how much opportunity and revenue comes from that. So that's one of those things we're still building, right? We're using Salesforce and we're trying to, to build those relationships in, but I really want to establish that as the main thing that tells the organization that marketing is is doing what needs to be done to support the business. Okay. And finally, what do you and your team hope to accomplish throughout this year? Yeah, I mean, the first one really is this this new product launch. It's it's a it's a huge deal for the company and and if and when it's successful, it, it's it's a little bit of a game changer. So that that's where I would say the bulk of our energy and, and focus is, is going to go. The company is is growing fast. You know, we're looking at 30 to 40% a year. So that means scaling everything, right? Building the processes, building building the team. Our sales team is growing very fast. So we've got to support them. So it's, so it's really two things. At the end of the year, boy, that product really needs to be flying off the shelves. And I want to be able to look back and say, yep, we actually have a solid, scalable marketing function in place with the processes and the tools and, and the people. So... It's going, to, it's going to be a really interesting year. You know, the, my my first year with Airtime was 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 fascinating and went quick, and I I feel like this year is going to be more of the same. So yeah, really exciting. Wonderful. Well, it sounds like you have an exciting year ahead. A lot of great stuff happening. So Steve, thanks a lot for sharing all that and for a really great discussion. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. It's really nice to to have a conversation with you. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com, that's Conversa with two N's, to learn more about how we help B2B brand start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers they need to get to know to grow their business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.